Hey, what person you know couldn't use a little bit more encouragement? Yep, almost no one. You got that right. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Naomi Vilneg. Here you'll be hearing a word of encouragement every Wednesday. Please tune in. I believe God calls me to teach and encourage others with his gospel. And I'm leveraging the social media landscape. I hope to teach and disciple a whole generation of people in the place we're spending a lot of our time online. Be blessed and stay encouraged now. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Thank you for dropping in into this new podcast so you can hear a new word of encouragement. Um, Once again, I just want to say thank you to you. You are encouraging me just listening in and I pray that I am bringing encouragement into your life as well as you listen to a word straight from the word of God. Um, Today, I just wanted to start by letting you know that and reminding you really that loving God means we have a lifestyle that reflects doing what God commands us to do. That's what it means to love God. To love God means we live a lifestyle that reflects um, doing what God commands us to do. We live a life of obedience. That is what it is. Um, it is. It means to to love God. You know, in, in Samuel it says that you know to obey it's better than sacrifice. Better, you know, it's better than the sacrifice. So loving God is to live a life of obedience. That is what we are talking about. It, you know, it doesn't mean that we are perfect and that we are never going to sin. Actually, we still may sins at time. We may be selfish at time. We still may do other type of sins. Um, we may even do some terrible sins. Um, You know, all that can happen. I'm just trying to let you know that loving God is not about an emotion. It's about doing what God asks us to do. So we need to be clear on that. It's not that I feel love for God. I love God. You don't know my heart because you know what's in my heart for God. No one is judging anyone about that. But we only want to establish today that loving God means your lifestyle reflect that you are one who follow Christ. That your lifestyle and my lifestyle reflect, you know, one who obey, who listen to the command of God and do what God's command us to do. That's what it means. And so, though we may sin sometime, you know, uh, what we cannot do comfortably is let any sin or sins become our lifestyle that we cannot do comfortably at all um and there are sins in first corinthians 6 you know we do um we are acquainted with quite a few sins that we see today i'm not gonna act blind i'm not not going to act like we don't know or see these things or hear these things um it says starting in verse 9 Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, 
no idolaters, no adulterers, no men who have sex with men, no thieves, no the greedy, no drunkards, no slanderers, no swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. I got excited, you know, I just got excited right there, even though we have sin but there's always hope when they come with God you know the the, the scripture started listed the sins and that sound like like a depraved dark world but then you know as it goes further down by verse 11 I got excited because the Lord reminded us we were washed we were sanctified we were justified by the Lord Jesus so um you know the, the Bible is full of that. It's full of people that are not perfect like us. We are not perfect. Um, and we just have to make sure that we do not live com- comfortably in, in sins. Sin doesn't become our lifestyle. It's not the way we live our life. I am trying to find a verse for you. I believe it's in Romans 6 verse 13. Hmm. Um going through the scripture right here um it says to us do not offer any part of yourselves to sins as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to god as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness so we do have a choice Though the sin may come, we don't have to dwell in it or live a lifestyle. Rather, we need to be active and intentional intentional about offering ourselves as a, a vessels of righteousness, to be offering ourselves to live in righteousness. Fight to live in righteousness um, and not dwell and be comfortable in living in the position of sin. We are commanded not to live comfortably in sins. We may have had sins in our life. We may have done wrong, but we are command to become a vessels of righteousness. Because you know why? Because God has redeemed us through Jesus Christ, through the blood of the land, through the blood of Jesus Christ that shed on that cross for us. We have been redeemed. So therefore, we cannot have a lifestyle that reflects sins. Yes, we may have fall, but we must get up. And live a life that is pleasing to God. That is what God wants. You know, again, I'm going to say the Bible is full of people who are characterized as holy um, by God. But they demonstrate they were not perfect. You know, we can go into Peter. Peter loved God. Peter served God. Peter have a great career. Upon this rock, Peter, I built this church. Peter, you know, was one who first came out after the church, after the Holy Spirit visited them and they began to speak in tongue, the believers. He was the first who came out there and began to proclaim. But that same Peter was one who was fearful of speaking about Lord Jesus. When they confronted him after Jesus was arrested, he denied 
that he knew Christ three times. And we are sometime in that position as well, where we get to a place where we felt like we got to contain our flame of belief, contain the flame of our faith, because in order to kind of conform to those around us and, and not being able to really shine and proclaim and declare boldly. But yet when the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, he did declare boldly. So he wasn't perfect. You know, there was the same Peter before that who said he loved God, who said he loved God the most, you know, yet he turned around and denied Christ three times, denying Jesus three times. David, we know of David, a man after God owns heart, but David, you know, many times through the songs is, you know, expressing his sorrow to God for having sins. Many times he's asking God, forgive me. So we know David wasn't a perfect man. He wasn't a perfect king. He was not a perfect father. We know that he wasn't. But David was a man after God's own heart. Abraham, Abraham, the father of faith, also had moments of weaknesses, weaknesses. And yet he is still you know, remembered as the father of faith, Abraham, Moses, Moses, another one who stood for God, who followed God directive, you know, what God wanted him to do. But, you know, before he started, he was the one who came up with as many excuses as he can muster to try to convince God that he wasn't the one to send to, you know, to the Pharaoh. Nope, don't send me. He tried to get out of doing what God was calling out of him to do. And sometimes, you know, I find myself doing the same, struggling, coming up with my own excuse, like why, you know, why God, I can't do this for you. I wonder, do you, do you sometimes experience some of the same fight, the same conflict within yourself? You know, you bring up excuses to God, why you can't serve him, why you can't serve in his kingdom, why you can't serve in the church, why you cannot serve in the community, why you cannot serve in your home and your household in a specific certain way that God may be calling you to serve him and apply yourself, why you cannot serve him in your school setup. Why? You're trying to explain to him, God, you don't know me. <laughs> The one who created you, the one who knew you and your mother wombs, he knit you together. But you tried to tell God, you don't really know me because if you really did know me, you wouldn't call me to do this for you. And we try to do that. So, yes, men and women of God have not always been perfect. Yet, God still characterize him. It means that, yes, we can fall from grace. It means, yes, we can have sins in our life. We just have to make sure we don't live a lifestyle sinning. You know, we're not living a lifestyle, but rather we have a lifestyle that reflect that we do God, what God command us to do. Um, how is it that we can have that kind of um, holiness, be that type of person God can? It's saving faith. Faith changed our lifestyle. Faith changed our lifestyle. We... Um, in 2 Corinthians 5, starting verse 14 says, For Christ's love compels us, hallelujah, because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. 
Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do not so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, hallelujah, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Saving grace, you know, changes. It doesn't make us perfect, but it does change our lifestyle. Your old ways, your old sins, your old attitude, your old mindset, those are no longer. They have been changed. It doesn't mean that you are perfect, but you definitely have been changed. I've been changed. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Saving faith, faith in God, believing in Christ Jesus, accepting him as your Lord and Savior, being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling us, telling us to do mean that we are, we have saving faith. We have faith in Christ Jesus. We have faith in God and that transform our lives. It make us a new person. You know, the unsaved people kind of live for themselves. You know, everyone probably is born with the mentality that I am God. I am everything that I am. I, one of the philosophers actually said that I am what I am. So we kind of, you know, have that somewhere deep in our psyche some, somewhere. You know, even when we do good, I am what I am. Like that God-like mentality maybe. I need to save people. I need to do good. I need to help people. Um, but yet, the kind of leaving that we need to have is one God is referring us to have is one that is not a phony faith where we profess to know, um, God, um, we profess, profess to know the right things, but we still living for ourselves. We're living for our own pleasure. We're living for our own gratification. You know, that is not God is calling us to have a faith that is true that is not phony that is not you know fake you know so we're professing one thing and leaving one thing he's calling us to be about the father's business live as god call us to live you know what i mean look to him to help us with any repetitive sins that we have because when the sin comes in we can ask god for help we can ask us to deliver us to return us back to the embrace of the loving father of the loving God to renew our heart you know renew our heart renew your right spirit within us just like you take the same um spirit that David had you know to humble ourselves and ask Lord change us change our mind change our our, our strength um change our lifestyle it doesn't mean that it's, he's making us perfect, but he's definitely transforming and changing us, making us the type of person that leaves a lifestyle where we do God biddings. What God asks of us, that is what we are delivering. And we not only do that, it's not only that for ourselves, but also to learn to um Look at other Christian in that way, you know, focusing, you know, on their le- lifestyle and not one individual action. So, yes, someone may have stepped on your toes. Yes, someone may have not been faithful. Yes, someone that one action is not the definition of your neighbor, of your brother, of your sister in Christ. We know that one sin does not define them, but we need to learn to look beyond that one. Say, what is the lifestyle? Are they living a life for Christ? Because if someone 
someone stumble, including ourselves, what we need is prayer. What we need is grace so we can get out. What we need to do is help someone confess their sins. And what we need to do for ourselves is confess our sins because God is faithful and he is just and he will forgive us our sins so we can move on to the next, to the next level, to the next place of grace and be there. A lifestyle where we are doing what God asks of us, where we are doing what God command of us, not where we are living a life of sins. Someone lied to you. Someone break your heart. That one action doesn't define it all. I'm not saying we need to be tolerant of sins. No, we are. We need to rebuke sin. We need to correct. No, but I'm saying do not define people and put them in the category or judge them as, um, you know, Christian or not Christian due to their one sin, but look into their lifestyle. Do we live a lifestyle that reflects that we do what God asks us to do? Because when we are living a holy life, those who are living a life, when we have a lifestyle that does what God asks of us, that's mean we're living a holy life. It means we dedicate our lives to loving God. Yes, to loving God. Let me, let me, let me look in Romans 12, um, what it says, uh, about loving God, dedicating our lives to loving God. Therefore, that's Romans 12, verses 1, 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And you know what? I'm going to go on. Do not conform. That's verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. We should strive daily to live this lifestyle, you know, um, taking up our cross, dying to ourselves being just like um, <clears throat> Peter saying, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To live, I'm sorry, Paul, for, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We need to be of that same mindset. Take up our cross, die to ourselves, to our wants, to our needs sometime, and simply being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling us that God wants us to do. To what the Bible, the Word of God, the Word of God, and if you even want to put it this way, someone once says the Bible is an acronym for the book of basic instruction before leaving earth, for believing that good book of instruction, for following everything that it asks us to do. That's what it means. We die to ourselves and instead we accept the directions of the Bible, the commands of the word of God in the Bible. We accept what the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do. Amen. Um, there's another text that is nice. That is a blessing, uplifting. Hebrew, Hebrews 12 verse 14. Let me find it. Make every effort to live in peace with um, everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. 
without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So it's important that we do live a lifestyle that is holy, that we reflect that we are doing what God asks us to do. We should strive to do that daily. That lifestyle is not once in a blue moon. It's not once a year, every other month, or every Sunday, but not the rest of the weekdays or weekend. No, that lifestyle is every day. Daily, we should strive to live holy. Because without holiness, without one who is soul for Christ, without one who, you know, who act and live as if you are set apart, you know, the one who follow God's commands, we will not see God. We will not. We should not expect to be perfect. And God is not asking us to be perfect. He loves us even though we aren't. Even though we're not perfect, what pleases him is our lifestyle, our focus. Let's focus on that lifestyle. Judge ourselves by our lifestyle. How are we living? Am I living for Christ? Am I walking for Christ? Am I speaking for Christ? Come on. We can do that. We can assess ourselves. Truly, we don't need anybody else to tell us. I don't need anyone to tell me, Naomi, are you, know, are you doing it for Jesus right now? Are you living for Christ? Are you looking for Christ? We don't need to wait to get to the point where others are the one judging us and telling us. We can assess. We can examine and judge ourselves and look into our lifestyle and say, no. The way I look, the way I, I, I behave, the way I manage even my finances, that does not reflect the goodness of God, the way I interact with other people, the relationship that I have, if I'm living in sin or not, if I'm treating my body as a temple of God or not, the way I desire. You know what I the way I cover it or don't cover it cover it. it it does it reflect God or does it reflect the standard instead of the world which is it we can judge our own lifestyle it may be cool according to the world standard it may be cool according to the age that we're living in especially if we put we post pictures and videos of certain things of our lives we may get so many thumbs up so many likes from men and they may be applauding us but does heaven applaud you does heaven you know give you a thumbs up is god pleased with us is our lifestyle does our lifestyle reflect that we are one who follow christ jesus that we follow the command and we obey the command of god if you love me obey my commandment do as i say and that's all we're talking about today. We're talking about how all of us go around saying we love God, we know God, we love God. But what it means to love God is to have a style that reflects what God commands us to do. We live a life. And that's what I mean, lifestyle. It's not a show. It is the way you live your life. It is the way I live my life. We live a life that reflects God ways. God wills for our, for us, for our lives. And that's what this is all about. And that's what I want to encourage you. Many times people don't want to hear about the word holiness. 
because it's so Christian or it's so religious. But that's exactly God is calling. I mean, the Bible says it calls us to be holy. It says without holiness, we will not see him. We'll not see God. But many times we're like, oh, that's just the old Christian ways. Or that's just old fashions. Or that's just old timers, religious. It is still the requirement. It's still the standard. Our lifestyle must be holy. And too many times, sometimes people don't want to talk about holiness because they know their faith is phony. They talk about the talk, but they do not walk the talk. And that's why you do not want to talk about holy. And that's why we don't want to talk about holiness. It's because our faith is phony. But those of us who experience saving faith, who has been transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ, who has been transformed, and we know we are a new creature. The old is gone. The new is here. We know holiness is a requirement. We know holiness is a result And therefore, my lifestyle will reflect that because I have Jesus Christ in me. For to live is Christ. Hallelujah. That's what it means. And and sometimes folks don't want to talk about holiness because they know their faith is fake. Their faith is fake. And the other time that others may not want to talk about it. And I want to encourage those out there who, who, who struggle. We all struggling. Do know this. We're all struggling on this planet because we are not perfect. And then so sometimes we, we, we equate holiness with perfection. Holiness is not perfection. It is not perfection. It is your lifestyle that reflects that you are obedient to God. And that doesn't say, that doesn't mean there are times you don't fall. It doesn't mean there are times you don't fall. That doesn't mean there are times you don't fall. That doesn't mean there are times you don't fall. Why am I repeating this? Because it's the truth. We all fall. We all come short of the glory. We all sinners. We all miss the mark. That's what it means to sin. We miss the mark. It happens in different level, a different opportunity, a different day, at different intervals. But God is good. And his grace and in his you know, love for us. He simply called us to confess our sins. And he called us, you know, to, to move away from that sin, to repent, to repent. And once we repent, we turn around from sin. We give sins our back. And we turn our face, we turn our want and our desire toward Christ. Then we put ourselves in a different level. Then we are of a different place in a different level. And that is holiness. We can do that. We can turn away from sins. It doesn't mean we're going to live in it. We may have fallen. We may have stumbled. But we will not dwell in it. God is God. I just want to encourage you to live a life that reflects God. God wants us to live a holy life. Many reasons. He wants everyone to know who, who you knows you. To see that God has changed your life. Hallelujah. We can be that testimony. We can be that light. We can be that light for someone who's looking at our lives and say, man, they've changed. Or man, I can see something very different about their lifestyle. What is it that's different from their lifestyle to mine? And so that they can see Christ in you and see the working power of the Holy Spirit changing your life and changing your way, changing your speech patterns. 
you know, that you have, that you, we, me and you, that we have a lifestyle that is dedicated to loving God. Because loving God is doing what God says. He wants us, he wants to give our heart some assurance that our faith is real and it's not phony and that holiness is a real thing. It's not an old school thing. It's not an old time religion thing. It is a Bible thing. It is a God thing. It is a requirement from God. We must be holy to see him. You know, he wants us to be ready, ready for heaven, ready for the eternal enjoyment of God, his people in heaven. God wants us to be happy in this life also, not just, you know, be waiting to be happy in heaven, but we can be happy here. But if, we, if we're not living a life that is of God, then happiness is not going to be ours. When we live in disobedience, we suffer the consequence of our disobedience. God created you and I to enjoy him, to be holy, and we can be holy. I am praying for you, as I hope you pray for me, that we can live a lifestyle that reflects that we are people. We are children, we are servants, we are believers who not only knows the commands of God, but we do as he acts of us. And with this, I'm going to end here and just going to pray that you be blessed. Be blessed today, be blessed tomorrow, be blessed until we come again. You know, we meet up again in the air on this podcast. Be blessed and stay encouraged. No one is perfect. No one is perfect, but we, we have the responsibility to strive to be holy. No one is perfect, but we can be obedient, and that is holiness. Be blessed and stay courage again.